we go. The John Curley Sherry Elliker Show. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget, know-it-all quiz coming up at 5.33 or somewhere right in there. How would you like to play? Yes. All you got to do is um, text Jacob one interesting thing about yourself. And who knows? We've had some very interesting people. Is it going to be you? one 973 You can write to us one interesting thing. Who knows? You may be signing yourself on the air. Answering five questions of stories we've covered all week. So, no. The questions have been written by Teeny Tiny. It's her birthday, Sherry, and she wrote the... I'm reading the questions, and wow. And you're playing for what, Teeny? No. Oh, no. She thinks the prize is potatoes. Oh, boy. Diving into the... Ah, here you go. You're playing for cookies. Bite me cookies. That's right. The official cookie. If you have to have an official cookie, make it the bite me cookie. Uh, thank you, Deborah, for sponsoring our bite me cookies. People, we send those out, Jacob. Do people enjoy them? You ever hear back from anybody? Um, I feel like someone texted in to say that they enjoyed their cookies, but oh, you um, feel that you feel that somebody texted. I, in. I have I have some distant memory, uh, but no, oft, oftentimes I uh, you know I don't I don't reach back out to mm. to bother them to ask them for a re- review. Okay, yeah, Bothering I can that. start doing I can start doing that. No, 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 obviously you're just too busy. <laughs> okay, not taking care of Teeny Tiny, especially on her birthday. All right. <laughs> Uh, do you remember this? I think it's what I don't know how many weeks ago we we're talking about Ukraine. Ukraine back in the news again, um, and uh, this is a big announcement made by the president. Today, I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives. The Abrams tanks are the most capable tanks in the world. <clears throat> They're also extremely complex to operate and maintain. So we're also giving Ukraine the parts and equipment necessary to effectively sustain these tanks on the battlefield. When we begin, we'll begin to train the Ukrainian troops on these issues of sustainment, logistics, and maintenance as soon as possible. Delivering these tanks to the field is going to take time. Time uh, that we'll see and we'll use to make sure the Ukrainians are fully prepared integrate the Abram tanks into their defenses. Mm-hmm. They're going to have plenty of time to get ready for the tanks to arrive. Sherry, the Wall Street Journal finds out how long does it take for them to deliver the tanks? Well, initially they thought it could be, you know, a few months, but Army Secretary Christine Warmuth uh, told reporters none of the options that we're exploring are weeks or two months. The options for providing tanks feature longer timelines. But she said, mm. I think there are options that are less than two years, less than a year and a half. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I, mean if- I, I guess we don't have these things just sitting around. So, and the logistics of either building them, transporting them, all the stuff you have to go through. So maybe, you know, figuring probably a year and a half is optimistic. So two years, two years from now, the Abrams tanks show up. The German tanks, I think, are already going to be there. But the Abrams tank, which people say is more advanced, you know, hold on, Ukraine, two years from now. And the Wall Street Journal suggests somehow that 
everybody knew this going into it when they promised it, that it wasn't going to be a quick fix. It wasn't going to be something that would be available right away. So, mm-hmm. you know, two years is a very long time. I mean, if this war is going to continue on for two more years, um, mm-hmm. everything will be different in two years. Will yeah, they need right. it? Will it be, I mean, who knows? So it's not a, a very satisfactory solution uh, to what they what they need right now. Mm-hmm. So hang on, Ukraine. Just wait. By the way, saw an interesting article. You know, if Joe Biden said he wasn't running again, it would be the worst thing he could possibly do for himself because then everybody knows where you're a lame duck president, right? Often happens in the second term of a president, not as effective. People sort of slow walk a lot of your things or they just wait for your clock to tick down and then they know that you're finished. So if he were to say, I'm not running, he would put himself at a direct disadvantage because then he would then be the lame duck. He's holding off, although news broke about three hours ago, uh, Dr. Jill Biden, Jill Biden, had mentioned that uh, very close to making the announcement. So you can say you're running and then say, oh, yeah, we're running, we're running, we're running, I'm going to run. That keeps you in the, that keeps you out of the lame, the lame duck lane. Um, but then you could, you know, pull up stakes near the end. But it seems like, according to Dr. Jill Biden, um, looks like Joe is ready to go. Well, I don't think there was ever any question that he wouldn't announce that he's going to run, whether or not he he's able to maintain, you know, the the whole thing through the through the duration of it it remains to be seen. But I mean, are you surprised that he's announcing? No, no, I really think in his head. Uh, he believes he is a transformative president. He brought all the historians together about a year ago, and they all sat down in the White House, and he says, I want to think big. I want to think F- FDR. We're going big. We're big. How, like, we want to just change how America works. What do you think? How can I do it? How can I be, you know, in the, uh, in the, uh, how can I be considered in the history books as one of the greatest? What, what do I need to do? And these eggheads sat around and told him all these different ideas. And he really believes he's capable. I mean, he's a hack. He's always been a hack. But in his mind, he really feels that he's going to be right up there, your top three, whatever. But uh, that's his that's his plans anyway. So, no, I, you know, I thought he would run. He's foolish enough to think that he's capable of it. But uh, people would go with the, the devil they do know as opposed to the devil that um, whose last name is Trump. I guess that's the way, unfortunately, a lot of Americans probably look at it. This um, Idaho story kind of went out of the news for a little bit of the um, the guy that was caught and they got him and the four students there in Idaho that were killed. The news breaks today that they have decided to the house that the university students were murdered in is going to be torn down. The the guy that owns the house donated that house to the university. Mm -hmm. So the university has the right to be able to do that. Um, they said it's a healing step. Uh, they they want to create a memorial garden, not on that property, but someplace. They've set up scholarships as well with three of the the kids, and a fourth one is being developed right now. Um, so they just think the house has too many, just too many ghosts. I mean, too many terrible memories. So they just want to get rid of it. I think that's probably yeah. a, a wise move. Otherwise, then it becomes almost a pseudo. Uh, attraction, you know, where people mm-hmm. go by and w- want to see it. And it, it's, it, and who's going to want to live there? Yeah, exactly. It didn't look like the nicest place to begin with, but, um, no, it didn't. No. Um, good move on their part. The latest on the man accused of murdering the four 
Now, the last thing we talked about him was that they found DNA of the um, the case that the knife was in because the knife was left behind. And people were saying, well, how could he get away with it? Well, he could say, listen, I went to I went and looked at a knife. I was going to buy a knife. I didn't buy one, but I touched a knife. So maybe that's why my DNA is on that. Okay. well, now they've got his phone went into his phone. What they find in there. They found photos of one of the victims. They're not saying which one it is, um, but they said they found several of them. Additionally, it was revealed that they that he was fired from his teaching assistant um, job and because he uh, um, behaved inappropriately with a female student. Apparently, he followed one of them to her one of the students to her car. Also, Mm -hmm. he used to frequent a, a brewing company like a brew pub. And the owner of the brew pub said this guy was harassing women all the time. Uh-huh. So a little bit more is coming out about how creepy he was. But the the pictures, yeah, I mean, he was stalking one of them. Mm. I would like to be his counsel. I should represent that guy. Everybody deserves a defense, but I get it. How? How you can do that when all the evidence is clearly pointing to him being, you know, the 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 guilty one? Um, I don't I don't know how defense attorneys are, are able to do it, but they work incredibly hard to try and get one person on a jury to have reasonable doubt. And that's all they need. I haven't read a book from a defense attorney. I would love to be able to sort of have and i'm sure there's they're they're out there and maybe someone can suggest one for me wouldn't you like to know what goes on in their mind they're sitting across from somebody and they know or sitting right beside and they know that that person hacked someone to death or did some horrible thing to another human being they know it they know it but they have to just sort of find the one part of the law that allows that person to get a reduced sentence or to be free Right. Like those guys that worked on the OJ trial, <laughs> they knew. Sure. They knew. But they also knew by freeing their client, there would not be justice for the two that he, he butchered. But they they found it. And if it doesn't, if the club doesn't fit, you must acquit. And they were able to create just enough doubt and just enough prejudice that they felt was in the, the police and how the investigation was done. And they found all that stuff. I guess they look at it almost like a puzzle piece. They're like, okay, you know what? Why? So they didn't secure the crime scene. So a police officer could have gone in there and could have done that. They must just look at it more as like they're, they're constructing a story as opposed to, and they must remove the humanity from it. I'm assuming in order to be able to think, well, look at that. There we go. Got him free. I, I don't know how they do it and, you know, have a conscience because it, <laughs> you really are defending sometimes the worst cases of, of, of the human species. But then keep in mind, there's also a monetary factor here. Uh, look at the guy that uh, Diaz, who um, defended Casey Anthony. Yeah. And he was sort of a nobody. And then his stock shot way up all of a sudden. You know, people want to use him as a defense attorney because he gets, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, and that happens all the time. The dream team that OJ had. Look at those guys, millionaires. 
And so I think there's a motivator there where, I mean, and, and then you have the other side of it where there is truly someone who is accused of something that they didn't do. There's nothing I, uh, quite as horrible as that, thinking that an innocent person could go to prison, especially for a long period of time. So there are times when they really are fighting for somebody's life for the right reasons. But it's the way our society is, and, and everybody is deserving of a defense. Um, but I was reading the other day, I don't know if you saw this article, about the the overwhelming majority of cases now that don't go to trial that are plead, you know, they're pled out. Yeah, they plead out. Do a plea, yes. plea, plea, guard, plea, guard, plea, mm-hmm. plea bargained. Um, yes. Because there aren't enough public defenders, and they'll look at the case and they'll say, okay, let's say you robbed, you know, you robbed a bank or whatever, and you're saying, I, I didn't do it. Okay, well, look, mm-hmm. you can go to trial if you want to, but I'm telling you, if you go to trial and you lose, you're going to get 15 years. Let's plea this right. down to three years. You're better off doing it that way. And what can you do if you don't have the money to have a you know, high-powered defense team? You're going to mm-hmm. go, okay, I'll take the three years over the 15. There was a time, I think it was maybe 100 and some years ago, it was illegal. You weren't allowed to plea bargain. You had to go before the jury. Uh, and... Then when plea bargains went in, you're right. More people ended up spending more time in jail because when given the choice between, you know, listen, I tell you right now, you, you, you could, you could get you the death penalty for this. Like, oh, forget it. I'll rather do 15 years. Yeah. So then the plea bargain took all that off the table, the juries and how the juries responded. Yeah. It's a great, I was listening to a really interesting podcast about that. Um, yeah, it's a, um, it's odd to be to to sit in there and to watch, and I, I'm assuming this is not on our rundown, but I'm assuming you're following along the story of the disbarred lawyer there in South Carolina. You've got to be all over this one, are you? Yes. Yeah, um, Murdoch. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, yeah. Here's the crazy thing, and you should watch it if you haven't watched it, and you're not aware of this, everybody that's out there listening. So he's in South Carolina. He's got two. He's got a uh, son and a wife. He has a serious drug problem. They said he's spending fifty thousand dollars a week on drugs. My friends of mine know a lot. Friends of mine know a lot about that. He's like, no way. But he was stealing money from clients, embezzling, lying, and on a rainy Saturday evening. He has the son is killed and the wife is killed. And then the cops come to his place. The whole thing is on tape. And it's fascinating to watch him because if he's lying and I'm watching, I'm thinking, I, I, I'm prejudiced to watch it because I think I don't believe him. But did you, have you watched the video of him when the police arrive on the scene and he's like, Oh my, are they dead? Are they dead? Oh, uh." have you watched it? Yeah, and and I've watched some of the trial, and I watched him testify the other day. He he testified in his own defense, and he was very unemotional and just sort of robotic. But this is the thing: first of all, his son. Keep in mind, his son was in a terrible boating accident, mm-hmm. which killed a young woman. Um, one of the one of his buddy's girlfriends was on the boat, and it, it, she she died. And his thing is, look, there were a lot of people out to get us because of that accident, because of that that boating accident. Uh-huh. Um, so he's he's able to poke some holes in this. But then there's other weird things. Like, remember, he then um, paid somebody to shoot him in the head um, after all this was over. Like he was he was being targeted um, uh-huh. just and, and he ripped off so many people. I mean, he lied to people. He did terrible things and his defense is saying look he's a bad guy he's a drug addict 
and he's a thief, but he's not a murderer. He adored his family. He wouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. They say motive for killing his family was for sympathy. Mm-hmm. Because he knew he was going to get his financial, everything was going to blow up. His defense team uh, uh, made a motion to ask the judge that they weren't allowed to ask questions about the fact that he had lied to his clients, because but the prosecutor continues to pound away at it. So you lied then. So you've lied then, establishing that you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar. Then you do the old. So you admit the lying then, yes. So are you lying now? They, then that's the, the, you know, the step on the rake move. He comes up and hits you in the head. I was wondering if you had seen the video of him when the police first arrive, and I was wondering what you thought of if he is acting, what kind of grades you gave him, because you're such a skeptic about all that stuff. <laughs> Um, I, I, uh, I don't think, I, I do think he was acting. I, I, I don't think it was a great performance, although he, he was somewhat convincing, but come on. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's that far of a leap, really. He's lied to everybody. He's cheated everybody. He's a, a drug abuser. His whole world was no, about to, to fall apart. No, but to pull the trigger, I think it was a shotgun. I think he used two separate guns. That's what they're saying anyway. They're accusing him of two, one gun on the on the son and then a gun on the wife. And oh, it's just awful what people are driven to do. Uh, by the way, good stuff what people are driven to do, especially for a box of cookies. All the cookies. Bite me cookies. Jacob, who's going to be playing the know-it-all quiz? All the cookies. Oh, she's All of them, teeny. Yeah, she is. She's um, right now. Yeah. Uh, her name's Marguerite. Uh-huh. And her hair color matches the color of her car. Oh. Okay. Marguerite. Interesting. Look forward to hearing from you. Thank you, Jacob. Good work. You're welcome. Here we go, Friday. Time for the Know It All Quiz. This is where one lucky contestant gets a chance to come on the air and answer five questions and stories we covered all week. And Teeny Tiny, for her birthday. Hello, Teeny. Hello. Teeny. Her birthday, Sherry. She wrote the quiz today. She wrote the quiz. So big deal for her. Big opportunity. Are you ready, Teeny? The answer is yes. Yes. As much Sherry? very tiny mm-hmm. letters. I, I had to use a magnifying glass to read it. I and saw that. Uh, hey, 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 hey. Jacob. Only on meet our contestant. <laughs> I know. I am looking at it. Just so let's meet our contestant now. But, there she is. <clears throat> Her name is Marguerite. She lives in Lacey. And she's an Uber driver. She's a lifelong Seahawks fan. And her hair matches the color of her car. Sherry, say hello to Marguerite. Well, hi there, Marguerite. How are you? I am amazing. How are you? Not amazing, but I'm here. I'm okay. <laughs> yes. Marguerite, say hello to Teeny. She wrote the uh, the quiz, and this, she's the only thing that stands between you and some cookies. Hello. Um, hello, Teeny. With yeah. all your little attitude towards Sherry. What did you say your name was? <laughs> what did you say your name was? was it's that not Susan. <laughs> wow. 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 What? Wow. But what? Just hang on, Teeny. All right. Marguerite, by the way, most popular colors of cars, white, black, and silver. Your hair is? 
Blue and green Seahawks colors. Wow, oh, you, you are, are a fan. A huge <laughs> fan. Yes. Uh, wow. Is it blue and green all year round? Typically, yes. Okay. All right, because good. a all Seahawks right. fan, with a Seahawks fan, there is no off season. That's right. You're absolutely right. And you just and when people see you with your green and blue hair, they're like, "Hey, Seahawks fan!" Right? And you feel a great affinity to, to people because you, you're letting everybody know you're you're wearing the pride colors, the blue That's and green right. in your hair. Mm-hmm. And okay. I wear Seahawks gear seven days a week. Good Lord! That's a wow. Commitment. That is a commitment. Uh, when, when the, on the, I think we're two, we're the two yard line for the Super Bowl, and the ball was intercepted. Marguerite, what happened to you, physically, mentally, and emotionally? Um, I completely lost everything because I lost a bet with my daughter's father and had to get a Patriots pedicure. And I freaked out, and I started screaming bloody murder to the point that I was living in Moscow, Idaho, and you could hear me in Seattle. (laughs) The pedicure. The pedicure bet. Wow. All right. Well, listen, we've got uh, five questions. Hopefully you've listened. Uh, Teeny wrote them, and uh, these are are not... Wow, I'm seeing a picture of you, Marguerite. There you are. I just saw a look at you with her hair. You are something else. All right. Uh, uh, tone and tenor changes, and uh, here we go. <clears throat> Minor chord. You ready? I am. Here we go. So, uh, question number one. I sent a story to Jacob and uh, Sherry. I didn't expect we would talk about it on the radio. It was regarding something Sherry should do. This is according to Teeny Tiny. What is it, Sherry? A, quit. B, change her personality. C, stop doing accents. C, stop doing accents. <laughs> good choice. Well, good choice. Uh, that's that's. Uh, but it was, um, it was change your personality. Here we go. At this point, uh, moving on to number two. Another story we covered this week involved parents moving in with their children. Sherry gave us a hot take. What was it, Sherry? A, it would be a great idea for some people, but not me. My mom is better off in a nursing home. I didn't say it that way. (laughs) B, she lives in a beautiful apartment, by the way. Uh, B, my mom doesn't love me enough to live with me. That may be true. C, I don't know. I should probably just quit. Teeny, teeny, hold on a second. Stop the music for a second. Teeny, these questions are terrible. Can I go with D, all of the above? No, teeny, tiny. Yes, all the above. We'll take it. Here we go. Three fast food restaurants trying to get more of your money now. What are they offering you, Sherry? A, potatoes. B, cookies. All all the cookies. C, a monthly subscription. Um, again, D, all of the above. Yeah, we'll take it. Okay. <laughs> all the cookies. All the cookies. All Teen, the hold cookies. on a second. Teen, these questions are horrible. They're good. I like I them. I don't believe this. All right, hang on. Don Lemon from CNN. Oh, this is going to be bad. Don Lemon from CNN got in trouble when he said that women that are past 40 are no longer in their prime. Can you name someone else that is no longer in their prime? Sherry. A, me. B, oh, did I mention me, Sherry. C, 
Sherry. <laughs> Can't go wrong can on this I one, go, Marguerite. Can I go with D, Don Lemon, and Sherry? <laughs> yes, you do. Wow. Throws Don Lemon in there as well. Bite the cookies from Teeny Tiny. How many cookies? Two, three, four. How many, uh, Teeny, are coming her way? All the cookies. All the cookies. That's right. Coming your way. We love the fact that you listen to the show. And anybody that's passionate about the Seahawks, and my kid, right in there with you, Marguerite. Listen, the uh, when you drive that Uber car, are you always talking to the people? You probably are a very chatty Uber driver, are you? I am, and my customers love it during football season because I have Steve Rabel on calling the game, and mm-hmm. everybody just absolutely loves it. I grew up watching Steve Rabel, and I nope. grew up watching you on Evening Magazine, John. Wow. I'll be 50 in July, and my first memories of you is Evening Magazine. Well, thank you, Marguerite. I appreciate that. I do not that much... Older than I am, so hang right in there. What? Listen, uh, no. good, I, good. I think John deserves a big fat wrong answer buzz on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All I do right. too. Liar, liar, hands on fire. Oh, you like that one? All right, right. Well done, Marguerite. Have yourself a fabulous weekend. And uh, Teeny, thanks. Guys. Wish Teeny a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Teeny. Happy birthday, Teeny. You need to be nicer to Sherry. Thank you, Marguerite. Thank you. You're welcome, my love. (laughs) Yeah, you better believe it. All right, hey, hey, you two, come on now, Teeny. She get it, Marguerite. Teeny, a run for her money any day. I'm I'm sure you will. Listen, she's the you're right now. She's the one touching your cookies. I would be very, very nice to her because just get off my cookies, Teeny. (laughs) I'll throw a potato at you. She knows Teeny. Teeny, what are you going to throw back at her? Huh? All right, the two of you are nuts. All right, Marguerite, we couldn't have gotten a better contestant to play the know it all quiz with Teeny Tiny right in the questions. Uh, have a fabulous weekend. Go, Hawks! Go, Hawks! Dogs! There we go. Thanks, Marguerite. Stay on the line. Jacob's got a couple questions for you. Oh, boy. Couldn't have gotten a better contestant for Teeny Tiny Lady's birthday and giving away all those cookies. Good job, Jacob. Well done. Well done. Thanks to Marguerite for texting in. Yeah, that's nice. All right, here comes that mailman now. Come on, mailman. Get on in here. Everybody knows he's the mailman, Sherry, right? I'm the mailman. As yep. you can see, I'm the mailman. Don't nobody mess with me. Don't mess with him, Sherry. If you I, I know, don't mess with him. I'm the mailman. He's the mailman, because she didn't know that. All right. We'll get to the letter of the day. First, take care of all the rest. Here we go. Area code 206 says this guy makes, oh, this is traffic stops, by the way. Mm-hmm. This guy makes no sense to me. More traffic cams, less drivers driving safe, maintained vehicles will not make our streets safer. They didn't want to lower our tab price, and now it's no big deal we pay them? Huh? Huh? Yes. 206, uh, where are the police keeping track of the race of the person they pull over? Do they keep a tally somewhere? How do you know the race of the person? You can't always tell by looking at them, especially if it's dark. It's illegal to keep track of race 
Is it illegal to keep track of race in these instances? Jeff in the 206 says, is this something that the police force wants and is pushing for? Or is this something that the legislature wants as political overreach? Hmm. Uh, Matt, Seattle, an impaired driver is of more of a risk to me than a broken taillight. If we really see a rise in higher value stops, that seems like a good thing. So let's see how the data pans out. Okay. 360 says, what I heard from the representative, this seems to be a backdoor way to continue to defund the police or to justify not fully funding them. Hmm. Uh, when it talks about Nate and traffic breaks, hey, Nate got one here. Marguerite, who we just heard from, and Lacey, she says, Nate makes me wish I was stuck in traffic every afternoon. His voice and his face are amazing. <laughs> Ooh, Nate's got a girlfriend. Nate's um, <laughs> face, face, yeah. voice. Yeah. Um, American yeah. Girl Dolls, Kyle in Olympia says, what if you are the kind of dad that uses your kid to actually <clears throat> go to a Disneyland? Don't ruin it for me. I'm working an angle here. Work the angle there. Uh, Julie B, the 206. Uh, can I have uh, two Nickies? What if I don't want Isabella? <laughs> uh, Dennis in the 253 says, Sherry, 1999 is as much ancient history to children today as World War II was to us. Yeah, see, Dennis put in perspective for you. Rachel at 425 says, a couple years back, they released Courtney, the historical doll from the 80s, which softened the blow about these 90 <laughs> girls being historical. Uh, Abe Vagoda, Susan and yes. Everett. Jacob, I'm always on your side, heart. Uh Your personality is delightful. Is Abe Vigoda a person that was probably part of your Jacob shtick? But if not, Google is your friend, (laughs) second heart. Oh, my God. This is just sickening. It is. It is. It is. is. Uh, uh, Rye, Rye leaving home. Depot. Uh, Fox Island G, 253. Congratulations, John. Despite the extra words from Rye, it's clear you raised a good kid with integrity, empathy, and a solid work ethic. That's nice. Uh, 360 says, nice hearing Rye's positive experience with Home Depot. My brother and his wife owned and operated a specialty tile company. When my sister-in-law became ill, my mother got, uh, my brother got a part-time job at Home Depot. He was a successful salesperson and he did very well there. He has since left, sold their company and is back in sales. He has nothing but fondness for his time at the depot. I like this. Brad from, uh, Grand Mong. Uh, today was the second or third time I heard you talk to some guy. Who used to work at Home Depot, but I always miss the context. Why is it that we we care? I mean, who is he? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, exactly. It's my uh, kid. Teeny's birthday. Paul at Long Beach says, "Too funny." Teeny Tiny shares her birthday with my wife. Oh, how about that, Teeny? Huh? That's gonna make you feel good, doesn't it? There you go. All right. I do not get it. Okay, Jacob. She drinking again? She, her metabolism is interesting when she is very strange. She, she's she's sober that, yeah. for like 20 minutes, and then yeah. she's just she's in the bag again. <laughs> okay, let's see if she sobers up. Teeny, and letter of the day. it is time for the letter <laughs> Amazing. of the day. Amazing. <laughs> All right. That's Jerry? Just, it's just muscle memory for at that point. She can always <laughs> do that one. Tom in Olympia says that Sherry's absolutely correct about enticing the tapeworm with a cracker. The only thing is, there's only one cracker that works. A Trisket. Uh, 
All right. Wow. The show has become just a series of inside, inside, <laughs> inside jokes. <laughs> Good Lord. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. You know what we do? We're going to do another hour of this. Let's try to straighten out all those, all those inside jokes. Can all right. We, there he is. Mr. S- What's that, Jacob? Real quick, but, can we huh? bet on whether we think Teeny Tiny's birthday will fall on the same day next year? <laughs> <laughs> You're assuming we're still here. Oh, look at Mr. Sexy Traffic Man over there. Yeah. If Marguerite knew you were sitting on a big toilet from Beacon Plumbing Traffic, it would certainly change her opinion of you. She'd be waiting out front for me.